We're going to continue where we left off last week, telling the story of my own personal journey. My hope is that people on any part of their own spiritual journey can hear my tale and see that this is hard work, but it's worth it. Today, we're going to talk a little bit more about the deep challenges this hard work had me facing. I want to reiterate that there is no one path. It takes lots of trial and error to find the teachers, healing tools, and modalities that are going to resonate with you. It's important to keep trying new things and to be okay with anything or person who doesn't quite make your soul sing. I believe we live in a dimension of abundance. There's unlimited options for us to choose, and there is no wrong answer. As you remember, last week, it took me a long time to find my medicine man. Years of waiting and remaining open. And when I showed up and witnessed the work he was doing, I knew deep down in my gut that this was it. Trust your body, your intuition. Discernment is a really important part of walking down your path consciously. But we'll go deeper into discernment on another day. Many years before meeting my medicine man, I had gone to therapy. I, like every other human being on this planet, have my own baggage. Dysfunctional family dynamics, divorced parents, unhealthy relationships, you name it. Similar to the emptiness I discussed last week that I felt from lack of connection to my spirituality, I also had this gnawing darkness that would often overwhelm me, and I had no idea how to handle it. This is a feeling that I've always had, even as a small child. Sometimes it was so overwhelming that I would often think about suicide. Usually not very seriously, but once in my early 20s, I got pretty serious. I went all the way to the edge and looked over, considered my own mortality, facing my own death in earnest. Choosing life was not an easy choice, and it was quite a wake-up call. After that experience, I did what most modern-day people do. I went to therapy. It helped a bit, but for me, therapy was like taking my messy life and all my baggage and just organizing it into piles, learning how to live with it. But when I started working with my medicine man, it was more like cleaning those piles out. I don't have any disregard for therapy. I think it works wonders for many. It just wasn't quite on the level I needed. I needed and wanted to go deeper and found that depth in much older traditions. The work I started with my medicine man is called shamanic soul retrieval. The concept behind this practice is that we are all born into this life as perfect beings of light, love, and compassion. And as life happens to us, from heartbreak to severe trauma to general disappointments, etc., it causes a splintering of the spirit. This technique of shamanic soul retrieval is a guided integration of deeper emotions, a way to give voice to those splintered parts also known as your shadow 
or more commonly understood as your inner child. I'll often refer to the same practice as shadow work. You're giving these aching parts a chance to be heard, to be welcomed back with understanding, respect, love, and compassion. While it's a lovely sounding tool, it's much gnarlier in practice. As children in this modern day, we're taught to stuff down the unpleasant emotions such as anger, depression, sadness, and put on a happy face. My dad used to say all the time, stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. Which leaves us emotionally stunted and unable to do anything about it. So shadow work oftentimes goes against our earliest programming, counterintuitive from our most deeply ingrained training. It can be highly uncomfortable, physically as well as emotionally, but you can't heal if you keep pretending you're not hurt. Or as my medicine man used to say, you have to feel it to heal it. Now, I knew I had a lot of healing to do when I started working with my medicine man. Like I said, I'd gone to therapy and it was all organized into rows and rows. And I chipped away diligently at those rows. He talked a lot about finding the root of your core wounds. Usually those were related to our relationships with our parents. I knew my relationships with my parents weren't the rosiest, particularly with my dad, but I was dedicated. I wanted to live my life as fully as possible, and I wanted to stop repeating old patterns that seemed to resurface no matter how hard I fought against it, especially in relationships. About eight or nine months into doing a deep dive into the shadow work with my medicine man every week, an opportunity arose to participate in a medicine ceremony, or a church meeting, as they are traditionally called. I felt my relationship was going well with Mother Earth or the Divine Feminine. However, I felt that my relationship with Creator or the Divine Masculine was really, really struggling. So I decided to go. I went into the church meeting with the intention of becoming closer to the Father. It was one of the most arduous and difficult experiences of my life. Anytime I've done medicine, I now see it as a key to the door. After that key unlocks and opens, your prayers and intentions are what help you navigate once you've crossed that threshold into the spirit realm. Part of reaching your intention means you're going to face all the obstacles within yourself that are blocking or preventing you from achieving that intention. So in this instance, wanting to connect with the Divine Masculine, I was either facing seething rage or was in the depths of sorrow, back and forth, back and forth, feeling these deeply raw emotions in their entirety and continually putting my broken heart on the altar, asking it to be loved, healed, made like new. I was also praying pretty hard to keep the medicine inside of me, not wanting to vomit and purge it back up. This went on for hours in the chilly October night air until I finally thought to myself, will there ever be any mercy? As soon as the thought had finished, my friend, who I had come to this church meeting with, 
the very friend who had invited me to start working with my medicine man for many months came up to me. He was helping facilitate the ceremony. He asked me if I was cold, which I was. I was drastically underprepared with enough layers and blankets for the cold October night. He wrapped one of his blankets around my shoulders and held me with such tender love and care in a way I had never allowed myself to be held. All the fight was drained from me, and I completely surrendered, exhausted. He then rested his head on mine, and I felt a surge of energy pour into me. It was all just too much. And that's when I started purging letting it all go. All the anger, all the hatred, frustration, heaving out of me. I then started to doze into that state between wakefulness and sleep, and I saw in my mind's eye a vision of a shepherd. I wasn't much of a fan of Jesus at this point in time, but it was what was presented, and I saw myself as this lamb venturing up onto the hillside, stubborn and determined to find my own way, to go it alone. But all the while, the shepherd simply watched me calmly. In that moment, I broke. I surrendered. I started to realize in that moment I was never alone and abandoned as I had believed myself to be my entire life. That the divine masculine was always around me, and always had been. He listened when I asked for mercy. He gave me a beautiful and simple moment of a loving embrace to soothe my very soul in a time of great darkness. But I had to make the decision to let that love in. This was just the beginning of my awakening, of my own inner remodel. The start of integrating the masculine and the feminine into my life. Oftentimes, during this process of healing on your spiritual journey, there's a lot of cleaning out to do. You have to make room. The demolition phase is rough, but purposeful and necessary. And I had accumulated a lifetime of baggage to demolish up until that point because these kinds of practices aren't taught to most people in our modern-day world. So, in wrapping up today's episode, I want to give you some parting advice. First, trust the process. The universe wants to give you the fastest route possible. Even if it's hard, think of it as a healthy dose of tough love. Second, know that the universe will not give you anything you cannot handle. Remember that growth happens outside of our comfort zones. Third, trust me when I say it does get easier and it is entirely worth it. As the old saying goes, if you're going through hell, keep going. Because the only way out is through. And fourth, I believe that God, the universe, great spirit, whatever you want to call it, is love in its purest form. Love is always available to you 
in any moment. You just have to remember and choose to drop into its warm embrace, especially in your darkest hours. Thanks for listening. Until next week, be kind to yourselves, fellow Earthwalkers.